Thanks for listening to the Best of the Odd Couple podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to the best of the Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Oh, yeah. It is the Odd Couple. I'm Chris Broussard alongside my partner, Rob Parker. Parker. And we are coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. And we have got a great three hours in store for you, so keep it locked right here on the iHeartMedia app, Sirius XM Channel 83, or, of course, Fox Sports Radio, however you may be listening. And uh, there's so much to talk about. Obviously, there's NFL, but there's NBA, and uh, some interesting stories to get to. Let me welcome in my partner, Rob Parker. What's up, man? What's happening, Mr. Chris Broussard? I I am great. I want you to know it's a it's a it's a rainstorm going on out wow. here in Los Angeles, uh, Chris. Just I saw a guy out here building an ark. I mean, it's oh, just God. coming down in buckets. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, you really though, expects we're we're uh, national. Heck, we're international. Yes. you really think somebody's going to feel sorry for you because you got a little rain in Southern but, California? But here's the bad part: is Chris? Is, I ain't. Uh, is that I'm wet, but I haven't been outside, so it's just uh, you know it's not a. <laughs> I don't even know what to make of it. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just gonna stay away from that. You know, did that even make the air? I mean, I don't even know if that made the air, but of course that made the air. I said I was wet. I, maybe I have a hole in my roof. What are you right. thinking about, Chris? I, My I, God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking you got a hole in your roof. That's what yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah, all, nice. right. all right. All right. Yeah, no, uh, great day. Otherwise, uh, as we wind down this year, man, I can't believe yeah. New Year's Eve is coming up on Friday. And, um, you know, it is so incredible. a lot of stuff happening. Yep, absolutely. And we're going to get to all of it. We got the Odd Couple crew in full effect. Or, or, uh, but a lot of people off. DJ Alex Teichert off mo- most of this week. So we got our man, my homeboy, Iowa Sam, on the ones and the twos on this Worship Wednesday. We got Danny G. Not Rob G, but Danny G in studio as a super producer. Now, Rob G's working from home, and he's involved as well. And then, of course, the loquacious Mr. Brian Finley on the update. So, Rob, we got Max Schneidman, Packers beat writer for The Athletic. Coming up at the bottom of the hour. And it's great to talk to him today because Aaron Rodgers held court, Rob. Seems yep. like he, he may be on the verge of the first back-to-back MVP since, what, Peyton Manning? And was it 08 and 09? Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a long time in the NFL. So that's yep. pretty, uh, pretty amazing. And he does look like it, Chris, with, uh, you know, the performance he had this past week. Brady didn't do that much, you know, even though they beat uh, – the Colt, I mean the uh, Panthers. Right. So it looks pretty much like he's if with he two just, games to go. Yeah, two yeah. Just, pretty good games. These if he just plays weeks. like he normally yeah. plays and doesn't have a uh, right something blow up in He'll his face. He'll probably right. win it. He'll probably win it. Yeah. But uh, he held court 
talked about a number of things. His future, will he be with the Packers next year? Will he be elsewhere next year? Or will he even be playing football next year? He didn't rule out retirement. Here, here's an excerpt. Yeah, well, thanks for letting me clarify that. I don't. I wouldn't rule that out. You know, I think that I'm just enjoying this season for this season. And I think there's playing next year is will definitely be in the thought process. Um, one of the things that that obviously, and you and I have talked about this over the years, wanting to to not be a bum per se on the way out and, and to still be able to play, I think is important to me. Uh, if this year has taught me anything, I said, um, you know, I still can play. I still have a love for the game. I'm still super competitive and and still enjoy the the the, uh, the process of the week. I miss practice and it's tough to not be out there week after week now, but um, I still do love competing and I love being out there. You know, there'll be a lot of a lot of uh, things that all that'll weigh in the off season. Saying that doesn't mean, or, or any of the comments I've made doesn't mean I'm thinking about elsewhere. I do want to clarify that. Like I, uh, the things that I've said about the team this year, about Brian's and, I rela- and I's relationship, uh, has been heartfelt and genuine, and I do appreciate um, a lot of the things that I've seen from the team uh, that that are directly related to conversations we had in the off season. That was meaningful to me. Um, I've enjoyed being a part of conversations that directly affect my job, which I talked about in the offseason, and, and Brian's taken a lead in that. And I do appreciate uh, the way our relationship has grown. I have a lot of love for Matt and enjoy playing for him. I love my teammates. Uh, coaching staff has been fantastic, and you know they make it fun every single day. And the guys, obviously, is what you, is what you play for. And, and having Randall back has made this year uh, exponentially greater for me as far as happiness and going through the weeks and being able to spend time with him and Ida and kids. And uh, it has been really, really special. So I'm just savoring this year, I think, as much as anything. And I don't want to – it won't be something where I'll drag it out for months and months, you know, have conversations – uh, with my loved ones after the season, with with Brian and Mark and Russ and coaching staff, and and uh, and then make a decision at some point. You know, I'm not going to hold the team back from anything. And 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 once I commit, and if it's committing, uh, you know, to move forward here, it'll be a, it'll be a quick decision. All right, Rob. Uh, everybody's trying to decipher what he said. To me, it's simple. He's leaning heavily toward coming back to the Packers, and I think Rob, what. It will de- what will determine it is like he said. I don't know if it you know that was a long clip. I don't know if he said it in that clip, but he said it today that he's going to sit down with the front office, including Brian Gutenkunst, the GM, who he obviously spoke favorably about in that clip, and uh, Matt Lafleur after the season and make a determination. So to me, when he sits down with them, Rob. And I think he's going to want to get clarity. Am I your guy going forward or not? Like, are you ready to try to work Jordan Love in or not? If, you're, if they're all in on, like, look, it's you. However long you want to be our starter, it's you. All right, next three years, whatever, it's you. If they're that much in and then they give the money to Devontae Adams, right, his great receiver, if they do those two things, Rob, I think he's going back to Green Bay. And I think the one caveat is this. If they don't win the Super Bowl, okay, does Aaron Rodgers think, my, what is it? I mean, three straight terrific regular seasons, and we just haven't been able to get it done. And it may just be if they don't get to the Super Bowl, right? If they don't win the NFC, maybe if they win the, get to the Super Bowl and lose, he'll, he won't feel this way. But if they don't win the NFC – is there a part of him that's like, it's something here. I don't know, but we, we just can't get over the hump. 
And then does he look at Denver? Does he look at Pittsburgh? Does he look at New Orleans? But overall, Rob, what I take from what he said is he pretty much wants to come back and will be back or is leaning heavily toward back returning to the Packers next year. See, I I got – I partially agree with you, but I believe that this was – I'm either playing for the Packers or I'm retiring uh, as a Packer. Like it's one of the it's it's one or the other. When he when he hangs so it then up, he will I, retire after this season. That's no, a, that's no, no, no. Well, but, no, but, if he, but if no, but but he doesn't have to retire. He can stay. Packer, but I don't I don't see him going to another team. Is okay, what I'm but saying. what if the Packers? So so then you see him definitely playing for the Packers next year. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, but it's not just that. Is that. I th- I don't think he's going anywhere. That when he when it, when it, this time is done in Green Bay, I don't think he's going anywhere. I I so, really don't. I think he'll retire as a Packer, whether and 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 I think Colin Cowherd said this, and I think it's smart. He said all they need to do is just say to him, "We're trading Jordan Love, and you're going to be we're going to be with you're going to be here as long as you can play." Obviously, he's, if he wins another one, that'll be aged. How old is he now? 37? Going to be 38, 37? 38, something like that. 37, he's 37. He's won two Super Bowl. I mean, two MVPs or possibly 37, 38. We're seeing Tom Brady play till 44. He could play at he's least another two years, Chris, right? And play till 40. Oh, at least. So yeah. you have, yeah, at least two years, maybe three. Right. You give Devontae Adams a contract. And you say, the next three years, look at what we've done. We've won 13 or more games every year. We got a team here. We run the ball. We got defensive players. And you're right. And so, uh, some of their best defensive players, Chris, are out and haven't right. even played. They should be getting them back. Right? right. And they'll be getting them back come playoff time. And Bakhtiari, the lineman, all pro, he's been right. out all year. You're going to get him back. Like, like, it's built up to just say, you know what? We took Jordan Love. He's not going to get in for three years. It doesn't make sense for us to hold on to him if Aaron Rodgers is here. So I'm just saying he made – he looks like he feels – he sounds like he's happy. You know, right. like the team is where it is. He's happy with what, what – and that Randall Cobb, he brought it up. I was, I was funny. I was looking up Randall Cobb on my phone just looking at some stuff. That was big when he asked for Randall Cobb and they who, gave who, it to him. You must be the only dude in the country that just that Googles Randall Cobb. No, I would just look. I wanted to look at his numbers. <laughs> I was looking at his numbers. I'm just um, messing with you. No, well, no, no. Hold on. Here's but, but, what I want to throw at you, though. Because essentially you said what I said. But you threw in that he retires as a Packer. So I, I what don't if believe, they don't, I don't trade believe, Jordan Love? Yeah, but what I, if they're I, like, well, Aaron, look. Like, let's say they don't win the Super Bowl. And they're like, we want you for next year. You know, but, you know, they're not as committed maybe as he wants them to be. Do you I'm see saying, him retiring? Okay. Yeah. yeah. My, my take is he will not play for any other team. That's my take. So is he could retire after this he year? He could retire after this year. Say they win the Super Bowl and they say, well, moving forward, which would be ridiculous, but they won the Super Bowl and he went out on top. Because I've heard and read stories where his, his people or people around him say – is very important. Like the whole Green Bay Packers, only being a Packers quarterback is something special to him. And that's really what I got. I, you, you know, at the heat of the moment, you remember, Kobe Bryant wanted out of L.A. too and made right. a big stink and went on every radio show in the country and, and, and talked down to the organization and how much he wanted out. And he wound up playing all 20 years in L.A. And he never went anywhere. And I think Aaron Rodgers could wind up in the very same 
situation. He had a he had a one bad offseason where he was unhappy with some stuff. He came back this year. They're playing great. And and they he has everything he could want. He I has, just don't see him retiring. And okay. I look, he left it open, so it, it's certainly possible. You are right, Robin, that he he said, look, I want to clarify. I'm not thinking about playing for anybody else. That's what, so he did say that. I, but I, I, he also, and I believe that, he, Chris, and I believe that. I yeah, really I mean, do. it doesn't mean he won't, but it, it means right now he's not thinking about it. But I think the Packers could push him. Like, if they, for whatever reason, you're right, why in the world would they? What, but if what, they, for every reason, don't seem as committed to him as he wants, but it, but then it, it, I just don't think he'd hang it up. I mean, if he comes off another MVP, he said, I don't want to be a bum. Like, that's why I said he did, he would retire. And he I, doesn't want to be a I bum. I get that. He ain't going to be a bum next year. No, no, no. Right? I get that. But I, I really believe that the whole Green Bay – that's just me, Chris. I could be right, totally I wrong. It. And I, I'm making a point about the Kobe. I think that's a fair comparison. Yeah. You remember well, that. But Kobe was – Kobe could have easily been gone. I mean, no, I know, but Kobe, I'm just saying he wanted out. Kobe. Yeah, he wanted out in the worst way, and and, right. he did, and it didn't happen. But he Kobe. wound up staying. I just right. don't think it's as big a deal anymore. To have, you only play for one team. It's nice. It's fine. But how many? I mean, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, we could Joe Montana. So no, I many get it. Great. Yeah. Maybe he just doesn't want to be that. Uh, he doesn't want to be. Yeah, in that. but I, I I do think he wants to play there. I'm with you on that. But I think his talk on the retirement, Rob, was more, and he's talked about being in a better mental space, right, over the summer he got himself there. I think part of that is, and you hear a lot of athletes talk about this, is staying in the moment, right? Not getting caught up in the past, not getting caught up in the future, what's going to happen, but staying in the moment. And I think that's the whole, that's why he's like, I'm not even talking about that, the retirement or anything like that. So um, we'll see, but I, I, we're, we're pretty much on the same page. All right, is all this retirement talk just Aaron Rodgers' way of setting the stage for his return to Green Bay next season? Your turn to weigh in with Rob and me, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. The Odd Couple, Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. This is where real conversations happen. Listen to the Rice or Wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, it's the iCouple on a Worship Wednesday live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. And look, y'all. It can happen easily, and it can happen to anybody. You have a few drinks. Next thing you know, it's a few drinks too many. Then instead of getting a ride home, you think, eh, I can drive myself. What's the worst that could happen? Get pulled over, lose my license, total my car. No! You could kill somebody. You could kill yourself. So drive sober or get pulled over. It's as simple as that. This is paid for by NHTSA. All right, it's time for Shekel. City, which apparently welcome to Shackle City. 
the home base for Rob Parker's daily picks against the spread. Oh, yeah, Shekel City. Not yet sponsored by Caesar Sportsbook, but it's on its way. Yes. You sure it's not called Saved by the Bell? No, it's not. Th- that song, uh, don't tell me that theme song is not A little just bit, like it sounds like it. It yeah. does. Yeah. We're Screech when you need them, but I think Screech <laughs> passed, though, didn't he? I think he yeah, died. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did die. God bless him. Yes. Mario Lopez, though, I met him at a Dodger game. In the AM570 suite, he's a big Dodger fan, him and his wife. We had him on the show. We had him on the show, yes. Yeah. Yes. All right, Chris, last night, so now what I'm doing, and you know this, a lot of times I'll hit two out of three, and I don't get the— I don't know that. No, I do. I hit two out of three. you hit one out of three. (laughs) Like last night. But I hit two out of three, and I don't get, you know, the parlay. So now I'm betting a parlay, of course, but I'm also betting what I would call my best bet, the, the one game. So you know last night I sent you the ticket and showed right. you. I did bet uh, straight up $100 on the Lakers, and they did win and cover the spread, uh, but I did lose the parlay. But tonight my best bet is going to be the uh, Celtics hosting the Clippers minus six. So I'm taking the Celtics minus six. Hmm. Okay. The parlay I got – Celtics minus six. I got the Knicks minus eight and a half in Detroit. And I got the Pacers minus three at home against the Hornets. Okay. Once again, Mm. we got Knicks, Celtics, Pacers, and the Celtics are my best bet. If you're looking for a little solo action, think about the Celtics. Uh, I'm not telling you who to bet on. I'm just telling you who I bet on. There you go. (laughs) All right, Rob. LeBron won you some money yes, last he did. night. Re- restored, restored a little bit of the reputation of Shekel City. So good for you. But uh, I think Robin, we know we talked about it on the show. He jumped center last night. Yes. And look, we playing center isn't what it used to be. I mean, LeBron's first shot was a three at center. All right. His next bucket he hit was a jumper. His third bucket he hit was another three. Like, he was handling the ball. He basically did what he usually does, but he played center officially and did, you know, guard some guys down low. Which was fine, right. 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 It wasn't like he reinvented the wheel last night. Let's not get carried away. Yeah. I I think, Rob, though, what maybe the most important thing he did, and I don't know, I'm not saying he did this on purpose, but I think it could just be an outgrowth of it. He sent a message to Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, for some reason, when he's 6'11", 6'10", 7 feet, whatever he is, he's in that neighborhood, doesn't want to play center. And I would get it if you had to face David Robinson, Tim Duncan, Shaq, Patrick Ewing, heck, even Alonzo Mourning. But you don't. Even if you got to play Joel Embiid, he's going to take you out for a steady diet of jump shots. You know, I mean, even if you play Nikola Jokic, yeah, he'll post here and there, but he's also on the perimeter. It's different, AD. (laughs) And if the Lakers need you to play center on a regular basis and start at center, then do it. You just saw a 30, soon to be in a few hours. LeBron's birthday is tomorrow. Happy birthday, LeBron. 
Tomorrow, LeBron will be 37. You just saw to our show. a 30. Yeah, he's a, an avid listener. Okay, loves me. Fun. I don't know about you. No, <laughs> but I look, bet he loves you. <laughs> if he, you just watched a 37-year-old in his 19th year play center. You can't do it? So, come on. I, I, Rob, I, I think, again, I don't know that LeBron meant to do it. I'm not saying he did. But I so think. It was a message that AD should take, should learn from it. But why couldn't LeBron just, all right, if AD has a respect of LeBron, I mean, uh, respects LeBron, which obviously he does, why couldn't LeBron go to him and say, AD, I I get it. You know, you'd rather not, but we really need you just to play center because this is how we're going to get back to where we were. We're trying to win a championship. The clock is ticking on me. You know, like this would help us. That conversation should be had without him having to go out there and do that, Chris. And, I, and, and you're, you're, you're not saying that that was the only reason why, right. but I'm just saying that should just be a conversation. What would be the pushback? I mean, maybe they who have. In, who in the know. league, who are you afraid of banging with in, at the center position? There's Thank nobody. You. There's Thank nobody. You. Who? Gobert? Yeah. Is that who you're afraid of? I just – <laughs> Who? I mean, Rob, you're not going to play much differently. No. It's just that no. the guy you'd be guarding will be a little bit bigger. But he's not going to be a guy that's going to punish you in the post and stay on the post for 40 minutes. So, like, you're right. What is the issue? And the I, other I, I night, don't who was it? I was watching. What game was it? Ah, there was um, – it was Giannis. I believe it was – it was – oh, it was Boston-Milwaukee. Jalen Brown, who's about 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, he was guarding Giannis. Giannis is a seven-footer, but he's right. a small forward. So, I mean, I remember seeing Larry Johnson guard Shaq when I covered the Knicks, Rob. And you know wow. LJ was like 6'7". Right. Sometimes, come on, do it for the team, AD. Um, I think that go a long way in, in helping the Lakers. All right, we got two hours left. You know what to do. Lock it! All right, it is the Odd Couple. I am Chris. He is Rob. We are live from the Fox Sports Radio studios, and we're brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Every game, match, race, and competition, folks, it is always on. No one does sports like Vegas, and the excitement is endless. So make sure to plan your trip there today at visitlasvegas.com. We got our friend, Eddie House joining us at the bottom of the hour, the NBA champion, three-point shop, sharpshooter, and then uh, shop talk so, to finish up the hour. Let me say this, Chris. So I, I had these grandioso plans. I'm coming to New York in January, and I'm, I have an apartment there, and I wanted to get some work done and fix it up or whatever, right? You, do you, um, you rent it out or you just? Yeah, it's not it's rented right now, but normally I rent it. You know okay. what I mean? Like I've owned it for a long time. And everything was in place. I had the contractor all set up everything. And guess what email I got today from the uh, tenant association? All renovations are off because of COVID. So we're not approving any work to be done in the apartment. It's all set up. You know what I mean? I was like, the day that I signed, I signed the contract last night with the contractor. I got the email this morning. I was just like, Mm. Mm. so I don't know. So you still oh, coming like to New York? Yeah, I still think I'm coming. We probably okay. should have dinner uh, at some yeah, point. Yeah, let's try that. Or lunch, lunch, because we have the show at night. Yeah, so, yeah. So let's have let's lunch, lunch one of those days. Um, Definitely. Because I haven't seen you, you in two years. You staying in uh, Queens? <laughs> we haven't seen each other in person 
In two years. Since March. Probably Almost March two years. 13th. Right. And right. I know well, I that because I left L.A. on March 14th. It was before that because I, I came back from the cruise. Week? Yeah, I was oh yeah, on the you're right. And you were upset. Since I left for that. You were upset because you had to do the show from your house. Yes, after and coming off left. the Golden Girls cruise. Yeah, yes. So you're right. It's been yeah, it's almost been a, like is it two years? Almost, almost. Two years. Wow. Mar- I mean, like March 5th would be two years, which is crazy. But anyway, that is. Uh, yeah, so we'll plan a lunch. We'll go get uh, some wings. I'm, I'm staying in <laughs> New York. Course. I'm staying in Manhattan. In Manhattan, the city. Okay, cool. We can do that. All right, uh, speaking of New York, the Brooklyn Nets, Rob, um, Kyrie Irving, and let's, let's just do the whole story. Kyrie, Le, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, and Kevin Durant were all cleared from COVID protocol and are eligible to play tomorrow. Now, Kyrie won't play because it's a home game. They play the 76ers tomorrow, but KD and LaMarcus Aldridge will probably play. But Kyrie, um, you know, he's going to ramp it up and get himself in basketball shape. But he had his first practice with the Nets, Rob, this season. Unbelievable. Here, here, he, here we right, are, he almost the about, start of the new oh, year, right? It's unbelievable. He talked about it afterwards. Here he is. You know, coming into the season, uh, I had my thought process on um, being able to be a, a full teammate and um, a full-time teammate and just go out and have fun and, and provide you know a, a sense of a, a great brand of basketball out there. But unfortunately, it didn't happen like that. Uh, things happen for a reason, and now we're here, and I'm just grateful for this. Rob, I, I thought, and Kyrie said as well, that he understood the franchise's decision to you know basically send him away and you can't play in road games, and he respected it. He said he had to look in the – he didn't say look in the mirror, but he said he had to really try to look at it from their perspective. Right, not his, right. right. A, they're running an organization and a team, and yep. everything is not going to be for you. Chris, you know, like that's just how it is. I mean, and you either have to adapt or do something else. You know, right. it's right. not your team. It's not your decision. And it's unprecedented to have somebody who's half stepping, not all the way with the team. You know what I mean? And, and I get it. Right. And, and Rob, I, I thought he sounded more humble than he has in a long time. Because let's, I mean, Kyrie comes off as arrogant. You know, his last Zoom thing when he, you know, did it on his own after he had kind of been, you know, decided he's not getting vaccinated. And, you know, think of some of the press conferences in the past, the recent past, right. where he said, you know, the media are a bunch of pawns and just so on and so forth. I thought he sounded a bit humbled uh, for him to say, I'm grateful for this opportunity. Like, I, hopefully I'm not just, you know, projecting onto him, but that he is a bit humbled, that he I- had – the game he loves taken away from him. And maybe it'll make him, you know, appreciate it more and, Rob, not take, you know, a week off here or there or do some of the zany stuff he's done in the past. I think he's playing for his, Chris, his basketball uh, career and his Mm. basketball legacy. I really Mm. do. Uh, From the standpoint of He's on full display now. Like, if you're an owner, as talented as he is, and, I'm, and I think you're right, the humble part comes because everybody thinks, right, like you're that guy and you matter or whatever, and then you realize that 
Life goes on without you, and the league right. goes on. The league doesn't pause. People stop after a while, Chris. Oh, they don't have Kyrie. Or, and he's looking at the games, and every night the Nets are winning, and it's like, okay, I'm not on a team. Not like right. they went 0-22, and you're like, see, you need right. me. You, it wasn't like that. They had the best record in the East. So Steph is doing his thing, right? And, and, and on the ride, and you he know, sees like, it. They move and, on, yeah. And then, and then he's not on the top seventy-five list. When his contract comes up, can owners look at him honestly and go, "Can we count on this guy?" It's this. It's the. It's the pandemic this time. Next time, he doesn't want to play. Dribble the balls that are made in China. I don't. I don't know what the next <laughs> thing is. You know what I mean? Right. Like no, so. So he right. is playing for that. I think. Your basketball mortality flashes before you, and you go, wait a minute. Everybody else is playing, Chris. Nobody else is at home. Nobody. You're the only one at home. Well, the only pushback I'll give, because I agree with a lot of what you said, but I would tone it down a little just because it didn't push him to get vaccinated. No, I, I get that. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, but it, only because I think only because the Nets are the ones who 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 gave in to him. The Nets could have played hardball and he could have missed the entire season, and then I think we would have probably seen a different decision. And they didn't want to burn out Durant. They, you know, they're looking at it. That, you think that he might he have could, gotten vaccinated? I, I Is that think what you're that saying? he would have had to think about it, Chris, as the whole to sit out a whole NBA season. And depending on what the Nets did and how much he was or wasn't missed, and and like I said, uh, I know he has one more year left on his contract, but if I'm an owner, I think Kyrie is a wild card and somebody you can't fully trust. And if it's not this, it's taking a mental break. It's doing other right. things, Chris, which is fine. And, I, and I, I applaud him for caring about other people and wanting to take up causes. But there comes a time where you play in your NBA career, you can play ball, retire at 35, Chris, and you got your whole life to dig in and roll your sleeves up and make changes. But you have to be committed to the place that's paying you. You just have to. No doubt. And, and Kyrie, and we've talked about this. Look, you can't have a savior complex. All right? You're not going to save the whole world. All right? And if it's like you said, we applaud the fact that you're conscientious. I love it. That you want to help it. people, that you're concerned about issues. But your platform, Kyrie, and the money you make from it can only help your ability to address all those causes. Absolutely. I mean, I'm a person that cares about a lot of issues. Rob, if I had hundreds of millions of you dollars. You can make things right. You oh, can do my things. gosh. And, and a platform and, like Kyrie Irving as a superstar basketball player. I mean, he's got to think about that. But see, like, you cannot other, understate that. And, and you could want to help people, Chris. You do it, you know, uh, with your foundation and the good work that you do with uh, at-risk youth and all kinds of stuff that you guys do. It's the same thing with me. Like, right. Like with mentoring. You know mentoring, that's a big yep. part of me of what I do. But it doesn't interfere. I can mentor 25 people, but I'm not stopping my work. You know right. what I mean? Oh, yeah, hey, Chris, I'm off. You know, uh, so-and-so's in town, a mentee, and I'm going with him. To- no. Right, exactly. I, exactly. I still got to do my job. Uh, and then when I have time to do the other stuff, that's fine. But you can't let those things get in the way of what your job is. 
no matter how good of a cause it is, you have a right. job to do that somebody's paying you. And we've said it. Look, he, he's got a job where he's going to retire, as you said, at 35, 36, 37 years old, still be a young man. A lot to do. have money where money's no longer concerned for him and his next generation and the generation after that. So you can do whatever you want. You'll have the rest of your life to do that. You won't have the rest of your life to play basketball. And he has to love the game to get to the level he has. I mean, I I get it. Everybody that makes the NBA doesn't love it. But Kyrie's not seven feet tall, right? He's not, like, jumping out of the gym. Yeah, he's athletic, of course, but he's not, like, you know, one of those freaks of nature necessarily. He's skilled. He worked on his ball handling. You know what I'm saying? Like, that that don't just come. uh, He worked on his finishing. Kyrie did first take with us, Chris. It was me and Skip uh, that week. Um... And Kyrie was one of the guests, like he was on the set with us. And I remember just looking at him, his size-wise, and you know what I mean, and everything. And I just said, like, if he was walking down the street, there's no way I think he's an NBA player. Like, he was in college. I just was like, there's not like he was uh, super built. He just had a regular body. You know what I mean? Like, some guys look like athletes or whatever. He looked like a regular Joe. And I was like, wow, this guy's going to be the first pick in the draft. Right. And he's played 12 games in college. So ultimately, Rob, here's the deal. Here's the question, and we'll throw it out to listeners in a moment. Do you think that Kyrie's return is going to be a positive or a negative for the Nets? I think it's going to be a positive because I do believe he understands. You just said it, the way he sounds. He's been humbled somewhat. He's, he's playing for his basketball legacy and career. He's left off the top 75 list. Uh, some people believe he belonged on that list. Uh, he's fighting. I for just his don't basketball. know how you put Dame on there and not and Kyrie. Not Kyrie. Like, how do you I choose mean, him over Kyrie? One hundred percent. But, but and you Chris, could argue some, vice versa too. But you know, I, I but don't. But some know. of That's, that is because I think his like, like right. his quirkiness. Dwight Howard t- became goofy, right? Right. And right. People kind of discounted Dwight. You go look at his first ten years in the NBA. It, it's criminal. He's not on the top seventy-five. Criminal. Right. Right. Um. I. Rob, you know I've said it. I I don't think the Nets have looked like they could win it without Kyrie. They got a great record at the number one seed in the East, but they they haven't played well against good teams. Um, James Harden, we talked about it yesterday. Is he back? Now, if James Harden, who's had two great games recently, if he's the old James Harden, then I don't know that they need Kyrie. But from what I've seen all year, there with this James Harden playing uh, below his superstar level, I think they need Kyrie. And as long Rob as all the players, or you know, virtually all the players, are on board, and they're going to understand. Look, well, when they got to be there, on board, otherwise right. he wouldn't be coming. And, and you I mean, know, Harden and Durant are on board, or they don't right. do. It. But the other guys, but the have other to guys, got to understand. Look, my minutes are going to be different tonight because Kyrie's here. He's going to get shots. He wasn't. He ain't been with us all week, but he's going to come in and get 16 to 20 shots, all right? And as long as they understand that and can accept that, then I think it'll be a positive, Rob. Uh, we've seen playoff series, Rob, where, in fact, against Milwaukee last year, Kyrie played four games and Harden played four games out of the seven because they were both injured. But, and they lost, I get it, but... I think they were – I'd rather have Kyrie for four games than none is what I'm saying. 
Yeah, it will only bite them if he, if 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 he doesn't play in any of those games and they lose. Then they'll wonder if they did the right thing. But that's another story. All right, eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. Eight seven seven nine nine six sixty three sixty nine. Your turn to weigh in. Is Kyrie Irving's return to the Nets going to be good for the team or bad for the team? You're next up on the Odd Couple, Chris and Rob, Fox Sports Radio.